So the process when we're on set, it's always, it's always a question of asking like, can this be better? Is there a way that we can improve this moment? So beforehand, we'll try to think through like, not what is the safe way to shoot the scene, but what is the most interesting way? Welcome to Refilmery. We are a film and photography production company in New York, and each week we turn the mic on our fellow creatives and the brand leaders that we produce films for to find out why they make their films and also how they use storytelling to reach their audiences. My name is David Joshua Ford, and I'm the executive director of Refilmery. What are the elements of cinematography that you need to create a great film? In today's episode, we chat with Brandon Roots, the cinematographer of King Jack, to learn about his methods and what he discovered while making the film. We'll also discuss Brandon's ongoing collaboration with the film's director and writer, Felix Thompson, how a DP balances commercial work and feature films, and how Brandon's visual arts background influences his film work. I never really had a lot of friends, like, ever. King Jack is a drama depicting a life-changing summer weekend of a scrappy 15-year-old kid. Hey, where you going? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh! <laughs> Trapped in a violent feud with a cruel older bully, Jack's got about all the problems he can handle. Yeah! Oh! So when Jack's aunt falls ill and his runty younger cousin must stay with him for the weekend, the last thing Jack wants to do is to look after him. He's family. Look out for him. Hey, wait up. Listen, I'm sorry, okay? You're not my friend, so don't try to act like you. Haven't you kissed anyone before? King Jack is a tough and tender coming-of-age story about friendship and finding happiness in rough surroundings. When's the last time you did something for somebody else? My dad used to call me King Jack. Here's my conversation with cinematographer Brandon Roots at the Refilmery Series in Soho, New York. It was a film that got a lot of laughs and also had a lot of um, violence or action, I guess, in it. So it really had the best of both worlds. For you as the cinematographer, how did you get involved with this project? Sure. So, uh, you know, I had known Felix, the writer and director of the film, since college. Uh, We met our freshman year, and uh, that was 10 years ago, 11 years ago now. so we had kind of grown up together. Uh, I had shot his first film in school. That was Bedford Park Boulevard, uh, where we actually had Melvin, uh, who was here tonight, yeah. uh, in the film. Uh, and yeah, we had kind of grown up together, gone through the festival, festival circuit with a number of short films. Uh, and then after graduating, had been doing commercial work. And the whole time, it was just our ambition to do the first feature project together. So that's yeah. where King Jack came from. So what's the dynamic between you and Felix like when you are putting together a film? So he's the the writer-director, but what role do you play in that process of developing it? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd say uh, it's a little unconventional uh, because we had grown up together. We had gone through film school at NYU. Um, We have a pretty open dialogue. And I think what's wonderful about our relationship is that we're always pushing each other Mm -hmm. further. Um, So the... The channels for feedback are pretty open. Um, so he, I think it was actually the summer of Hurricane Sandy in New York is when he yeah. wrote the script. Uh, he was out on Long Island and actually had no idea the storm was coming, so he had totally cut himself off from cell phone okay. and just to write, and I think a neighbor knocked on the door to let him know a storm was coming and yeah. to yeah. bring in the furniture. Uh, so uh, 
he had written a couple of scripts before that, and none of them really felt like the right one. And then King Jack came along, and we were all very excited about it. Um, so the, as far as the feedback goes, like you know, uh, I was there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty deeply involved in pre-production and location scouting. We spent quite a few months, like just trying to find the right yeah. town to shoot in. Um, and uh, so this was three years ago. We had been out of school for a while and had been doing a lot of commercial work together. Yeah. Um, what do you see as your role as the visual storyteller? Like, like what mm-hmm. do you bring in, in the cinematography and, and the way in which it's told? It was funny because um, when I was setting up tonight, I was playing the film. And, so, and I, was, I was doing other things, but was listening to the soundtrack. And so mm-hmm. I had some of those first conversations I was listening to. But then watching it again tonight, like there's this whole visual element that I was suddenly like, oh, that's what's happening when they're talking, you know, when the phone call's happening, they're actually in a different scene. So, like, there's so much visual information that you bring. Um, What was your process like with that? Sure. Uh, I think with any film, you know, it starts with references, Mm -hmm. visual references. Uh, For us, we had done three short films together before King Jack that had played on the festival circuit. for both of us, we really love the Darden brothers, who uh, have been around for decades, and they make films that I, th- I think they started in documentary. Yeah. So their aesthetic, um, like the stories, it's always about a, a single protagonist who, uh, even though the experience they're going through, it, it's um, relatively small in scale. Like the stakes are very high, uh, and I think that you know the challenge in any film is to make the audience care about a character. Yeah. Um, so I think in our work, that's something we've always really strive for yeah. uh, is to create that like authentic- authenticity and sense of sympathy for the protagonist. Okay. Um, and I, I think I've gone so, on a detour from your question. No, that's okay. So what sort of stories do you look for? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is sort of a coming of age story about a teenager learning to stand up for himself. Like, mm-hmm. like what are, the, are there particular narratives that that really inspire you and, and that's what you want to put your energy into? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think for both of us, we, we care a great deal about uh, the stories that we're telling and what kind of messages we're putting out into the world. Yeah. Um, you know, this is not a film that glamorizes violence in any sure. way. Um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of amazing with kids to how they can find such creative ways to be cruel to one <laughs> another. Yeah, uh, and I think like this film is a great example of that. Um, but it's still something that, in the end, I think um, you know the the lesson is a moral one for yeah. Jack. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's definitely in the vein of the kind of storytelling that we're drawn to. That's something that's um, you know about finding finding a way to be a good person. Yep. You, you do a lot of commercial work as well. So tell me about your, your daily life in terms of making feature films, but then also balancing the commercial stuff. I know you're a directing duo with, with Felix. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that like working with him on commercial projects as well? And, and what aesthetic do you bring between those two forms? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> going deep. <laughs> Big question. Uh, yeah, I guess, well, okay, so work balance. Uh, you know, the wonderful thing about freelancing is that you can kind of go in whatever direction you're feeling at the moment, um, like wherever the work is. Yeah. Uh, 
so King Jack was the fourth film that I've shot. Uh, so I, there were a couple of years where I was just kind of going from one feature to the next while doing commercial work. Um, I think, you know, it, it's, it's always a balance. Mm -hmm. I think I get to the end of a, a feature shoot and I'm really eager to get back into short form. Yeah. Uh, King Jack, I mean, we started pre-production three years ago and it, it's quite a time investment. I, I find with the collaborators, uh, collaborators that I work with, uh, I, I really enjoy uh, being involved in a deeper way than most cinematographers, you know, where you're kind of just around for a little bit of prep and then production and then maybe for post. Mm -hmm. uh, King Jack, I was very heavily involved in pre-production and location scouting, uh, the casting process, feedback on the script, uh, and then for post, I did all the visual effects, titles, helped promote the film on the festival yeah. circuit. So it's uh, it, it's quite a, a big investment of time and do energy. You, do you prefer narrative to commercial, or, or are they just different different beasts? Like, what sort of workflow do you like? Uh, I, I, honestly, I'm drawn to really any form. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't really come uh, to film in a traditional way. I was I started as a visual artist. Okay. Um, and like doing painting and studio art. I think uh, so. For me, film storytelling is something I never really fully like. It was always sort of magical to me. Okay. Like I remember, I remember being a little kid and we had a storyteller come to our school and it was just a guy on a stage and he managed to silence like an entire audience of uh, kids in elementary school with just how uh, powerful his storytelling yeah. was. And I think uh, I still feel that way. Um, and so I kind of get lost a bit when I'm in a moment. Uh, yeah. You know, King Jack was entirely handheld and so it's sort of this yeah, POV right. and... Uh, I think that's something I kind of live for, yep. regardless of what the form is, whether it's a feature or uh, we just came off of shooting a short documentary project. And okay. it's about like capturing authenticity and kind of being in this moment. So what do you create an authentic moment? Mm -hmm. Is it like, does the handheld bring something in that or is it the particular subject? Like, like what, if, what things do you shoot where you go, yeah, that was like really authentic? Authenticity, it's, uh, it's fleeting. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a lot harder to create in a narrative form. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at pretty much any scene from King Jack and like everything is constructed. Sure. Like just for that moment. Yeah. Um, and that's what you're saying about like Felix really likes working with actors and mm -hmm. drawing those moments out. What's What sort of role do you have in that as well? Like shaping those moments on set? Yeah, our process. Uh, Felix is quite an actor's director. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I've been through quite a few uh, Q and A's uh, during the festival run of the film with him, and uh, and any time we've had the actors present, like they cannot stop like speaking highly of how trusting he was of them. Yeah, uh, and I think that's something that makes a really good director is when they're able to kind of share that trust not only with the cast but with the crew. Uh, I think it enables uh, your department heads, whether it's like production design or cinema cinematographer, to uh, kind of bring their strengths to the table. Mm -hmm. um, so the process when we're on set, uh, I mean, it's always it's always a question of asking like, can this be better? Is there a way that we can improve this moment? Um, we we tend to be pretty minimal with coverage, so beforehand we'll try to think through like what is 
not a, not a, what is the safe way to shoot the scene, but what is the most interesting way to shoot okay. the scene. Um, and I think that, honestly, that comes from my visual arts background. I remember having a teacher growing up, uh, my art teacher, Mr. Irwin, who, uh, you know, whenever we would start a new project, you know, we'd be drawing a model, he's like sitting on a chair. Uh, he'd remind us all that, like, you have to get up and you have to find the most interesting angle to record this from. Okay. Uh, so it's, yeah, I think for both Felix and I, it's always a question of asking, like, well, what can we do to, like, in this moment, find a more interesting angle, uh, find a more interesting yeah. movement that, like, is complementary to the blocking that we have to show this in an interesting way. So where did you, where did cinematography come into this for you that you decided this is something you wanted to pursue? You're saying mm -hmm. visual arts was a, a strong thing growing up. Um, when did cameras come into the visual arts? That's, uh, yeah, good question. I've, I've always been pretty technical. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, uh, you know, through studying at NYU, uh, which is a production program, uh, you're thrown into a lot of different situations where, uh, you know, just different combinations of crew on set. And I, I found that I was drawn most to uh, shooting because it was something that I was, I felt like I had a strength at. Um, you know, not only in terms of making interesting composition, but um, kind of helping uh, the directors I was collaborating collaborating with to think through the coverage for a scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the the really easy thing to do is be safe and do conventional coverage. And um, you so know, how do you, how do you approach coverage? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> is that something you loosely block out and then let the actors? take their course and work around that or is it constructed the other way it depends yeah it depends on the project so uh you actually interviewed will sullivan yeah a few weeks back and i've shot two films with him the first one that we did was uh in one shot so they had this live performance that they had uh done this play and we spent a month choreographing not only the actors blocking in a room but figuring out how the camera would move around the space mm -hmm. um so I think, yeah, there's some rules that I've kind of come to that I fall back on that I think are, uh, I don't know if it's so much like my style or like just good rules in general to have. Um, generally, I think if you're going to have camera movement, it needs to be motivated by the performance. Yeah. Um, so that's something like we shoot handheld, but the camera really only ever moves when there's something that's happening in the performance that motivates it. Yep. Um, King Jack was shot quite tight. Mm -hmm. Like, is that to bring it into the character and make it very personal, or is it to give it a sense of claustrophobia or like sort of oppression of the town? Like, it was it, does any of that go into actual? I'm glad to think it does all of that. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> well, that's, for me, that was the effect. Like, what was your intent with that? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, we had mentioned the Dardenne brothers, uh, their work, uh, you're, you're always very close with the protagonist. So you're experiencing the story from their perspective. And I yeah. think that's what we were trying to do with King Jack. So it's, yeah. you're always with Jack. Yeah. Well, it, to me, it like really carried me with him through the story. So I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Let's get some questions from the audience. Is there anyone who would like to ask? Brandon, a question. 
Yeah, so the back. Uh, the film was exceptional. I just was curious to know what the process was like on set with having such young children with such vulnerable storytelling experiences they had to sort of dive into and what that was like from your end as a cinematographer. Was there a lot of sort of waiting around patience? Yeah, what was the process? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. We, um, we had quite a young cast. Uh, so we had a little bit of stress on our days because there's a limitation to how long your days can be mm -hmm. when you're working with minors. Yeah. Uh, so of course we pushed that to our limits. I think it was I think it was something like nine hour days okay. uh, with minors. Honestly, like I I was just blown away by how uh, honest the performances were from the cast that we had. Um, it wasn't something that we had to shoot around. Mm -hmm. uh, and I th I think that Felix has really developed a strength with uh, like directing his young cast in this film. Yeah. Uh, you know, and creating moments where, like, he gave them a lot of freedom, I think. Uh, so we have Melvin here, who's in the cast. What was, there was something he said to you guys, like, on the first day. Well, uh, it might have been a production, but it had to do with, uh, like, the characters being yours. Before we even started shooting, we, we all met in a, in a studio around here, actually, in McDougal. And Felix really got us all to open up to each other before we even got on set. Like, he got us to share childhood stories. Like, you see how we all came here and, and we were supposed to put our name tags. You know, just a childhood memory. He had us open up and we even sang to each other, even though some of us couldn't sing. And it really got us vulnerable, like, first of all, to each other around us, you know. So once we, you know, join as an ensemble on set, we can feel free. And what Felix would do is that, you know, he may have some uh, different references from for four different characters at a time, but in our silent moments before we start shooting, he'll come and maybe whisper in your ear and, and give you like a, a sense of memory or provoke a thought in you. And he really, like like Brandon said earlier, he really trusted us, which which is perfect, the word you put, which helped us feel more comfortable in, in bringing out our strength, right? And, and um, no matter how we shot what, what angle, I never really felt limited to express from that angle. Like, I remember shooting um, Bedford Park Boulevard when I was 17 with you guys, and I remember I had to learn not to cheat out to the camera because I'm a theater actor first, you know? So, like, but but the way he did it, it was such a freedom, you know? Like, and it, it makes you want to have fun with it, you know? It's like, like you know, it's like plays on a basketball court, you know? Like, it makes, it, 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 I can't really explain it much, but it, it's just fun. Yeah. And um, uh, Felix really has a, of a way of bringing out the best in you, man. Like I, I could, I could talk about him all day. But yeah, <laughs> it sounds like family. Um, he makes, he makes us family for real. Like Felix yeah. Thompson and Brandon Roots. He certainly sounds very warm. I feel like the spirit of Felix is like in this room. I need to meet He's this with guy. Us. Yeah. This is yeah. This is yeah. actually a seance. I think. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I do. Um, I really appreciate what you're saying because I think. Uh, you know, the, the freedom of the space, that's something yeah. that we really strive for. Um, and I think having the handled camera lends to that. So, you know, it's, it's not about actors hitting their marks. Like the camera's always adjusting yeah. to what's happening naturally. Um, and we also were making a point with lighting these interior scenes, letting, you know, daytime inside, there aren't lights on. Like yeah. we, let, we let there be shadows. We tried as much as possible to light from outside the room so that um, or light with practical lights so that the space felt real yeah. uh, for the cast. Okay. Next question. Who we got up the back there? 
Yeah, <laughs> I can. You can see it in my eyes. Yeah, I can see it in your eyes. There was this question like brimming, and you're like, you're rising, like, I want to ask a question, but my hand's not up yet. A remarkable film. Um, it's less a question, um, and more, it's, it's uh, I have a comment about the location, because in the first few seconds, I, I feel like we were brought to a world. Um, and it, it, they, it, your shots weren't, you know, weren't beautiful. They were, but they were beautiful in the the impressionism uh, that we were getting. Um, there was that that early shot with the the telephone pole and mm -hmm. sort of on the other side of a street and getting the sense of the depression of that area. And um, the location was so important to to all of this this whole film um, in in terms of tone. Mm. That um, I I just thank you for 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 bringing us there, um, and so easily it seemed. I you know I I wasn't aware this was handheld. Okay. And I'm just saying that because um, that means that I wasn't aware of your shooting this, and it was, felt seamless to me in that way. Uh, there's it's it's just. Uh, I thank you for bringing me to this world. Oh. It's amazing. Um, Thanks, and my answer, uh, my question really was about whether there was rehearsal, and I, I got the answer to that. Okay. So that was, that was wonderful. Thank you. Great. That's uh, one of my favorite comments. And I, I've actually... <laughs> I, it didn't feel handheld. Yeah, well... Uh, it means you have a steady hand. Thank you. Right? Yeah, and I've actually, I've heard kind of a similar thought on other projects. Um, just that, like, the style matched the film that it... Yeah. It didn't feel like it was imposed, uh, so I'm I'm flattered. Thank you. I think that's something that we were striving for. Emlyn, the designer, is here. Maybe you could just <laughs> tell us about the design elements and what was involved in creating this world. What um, constraints did you have to work with in this production? Uh, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thinking more about the location. Um, Kingston, New York was a really wild place to live for three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, the whole cast and crew lived up there in like little cabins closer to Woodstock. Um, and then, yeah, we got pretty familiar with the town. Um, a lot of the locations we shot in were uh, foreclosed houses. So they were... Um, unfurnished and had a lot of um, history to them and felt a little haunted. Um, yeah, so you had to bring everything into the Yeah, so it's quite a challenge on a, a low-budget film. I would think I was approached with a script like six months in advance. I had a long time to think about it. Um, yeah, Felix is a, a beautiful person that allows for so much creative freedom. And design-wise... Um, the story was, like, very heavy and dark for me. Um, but I was talking to Brandon outside about it earlier. It walks this line of, like, childhood imagination and then, like, crossing into, like, teenage, like, sexuality and um, the potential for violence and adulthood. So design-wise, I was very intrigued to play with that world of, like, in their rooms, they still have childhood toys, and it's like this oasis of innocence. But at the same time, there's like, you know, the nudie girl poster on the wall, or 
mm. um, the secret box under their bed or whatever. Yeah, I was super excited to design a film that was about that crossover because I think it's such a um, powerful time. Yeah. Um, the coming of age time. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I also love, Emily, how you like really transformed the spaces that we were in because we, we went into homes that were clean and totally empty and the wall colors changed and the carpet them changed. And, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. people, the, the crew coming in had no idea that these spaces had been as radically transformed as they were. Yeah, yeah uh, finding that uh, red carpet that Jack oh, does push, push-ups on yeah. was a special moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the cast, uh, I was allowed to have conversations with them. They brought in their childhood artwork and personal knickknacks. So I'm always excited to um, create those kind of environments where it's a collaboration with the actors, too. Do you, um, do you yeah. remember what, there was a specific photo that was the reference for Jack's room that had the blue yeah. wall and the red carpet? Yeah, it's... I, was that Kurt Cobain's room or something? Oh, yeah. we did pull some stuff from Kurt Cobain, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a little bit of, like, a punky yeah, thing happening. Um, a little bit of rebellion in the film, definitely yeah. entering that teenage world of... Because it's a, an oasis, these bedrooms are an oasis, but also a little bit of a prison for the kids. Um, so, like, Jack's room has a lot of um, carvings in all the furniture and the walls. Like, he's, like, marking how many days he has to be in this room, but he's yeah. also, like, recording stuff, so... And I think we got to play around in that bedroom because we shot in the rest of the house for like a week. So we were upstairs like dressing and throwing crumbs around the room and the actors would come lie in the beds and stuff for like probably a week. So it started to feel really lived in. Yeah, I'm really happy with this bedroom. Actually, I think every, I, I can remember every comment I gave you of something to change. I'm glad that you didn't. Like the, the shopping cart with the TV in it that's like, parked at the edge of a hill. Yeah, so there's those kind of arguments and discussions and conflicts on set, but that's fun to, yeah. <laughs> well, um, before we go, tell me what you're working on next and what we can expect from you next. Oh, uh, okay. Felix and I just shot a spot that's coming out in the next couple of days. Uh, it's a short documentary mm -hmm. uh, to promote Team Refugee at the yeah. Olympics. Yeah. Reading scripts. Yeah, taking on more commercial work. Yeah, our uh, directing collective, our duo, is called Lefty. So Lefty.co. Lefty.co. Yeah. yeah, I highly recommend people check it out. There's some beautiful work on there. Your showreel looks amazing. All of your work. Like, I feel like your aesthetic is really consistent through commercial and narrative stuff. So thank you for that. And, and thank you for coming today to speak with us and for showing us King Jack. Of course. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. At Refilmery, we believe that everyone has the ability to tell their own story. That's why we've created this monthly series of film screenings, networking events, parties, and video production workshops in New York to help connect you with the people and the ideas that you need to bring your own story to life. So visit refilmery.com series to join our mailing list and we'll keep you up to date on our events. Also, if you enjoyed today's show, you can help spread the word by sharing it with a friend. Get them to subscribe by searching Refilmery in iTunes or Google. 
Today's show was produced by the Reformery team. A shout out to Francesca Rimi, Lauren Sagnella, T. Ho, Yinan Shen, Gabriel Cheng, and Paul Doust. My name's David, and I'll be back next week with more insights into the life of a filmmaker. Mm-hmm.